0: going presently through the flying hour this is the Gargsville podcast with your host Garg Allard. welcome to the sixth episode of the gargsville podcast this is your host Garg Zallard and today we have a das Peru on the show a das born as Charles Barnett was one of the first initiates of Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, the founder of the Hare Krishna movement. He was initiated, I believe, when he was only 17 years old in the Lower East Side of New York. Actually, there was a famous quote from Srila Prabhupada that said, practically speaking, Achyutananda was his first disciple. He also once said that Achutananda was blessed by the goddess Saraswati, or the goddess of learning. And I asked him about that in the interview. He also spent 11 years in India, where he became a learned scholar on Vedic wisdom and an expert musician and singer. His album, India, from 1970, which, by the way, I just received in the mail from England a few days ago, and I have been thoroughly enjoying it, was a standby in the International Society for Krishna Consciousness for some time and continues on today. And many people, devotees and non-devotees alike, have praised it. His book about the early days with Srila Prabhupada called Blazing Sadhus, with the subtitle Never Trust a Holy Man Who Can't Dance. It's a great read, it's hard to put it down, that I highly recommend. He was also the flautist for Richie Havens in the early days. And by the way, he talks about all these things and even treats us when he plays the recorder for us, which is a flute-like instrument. We also have our mutual friend Roy Krishna at the interview, and he asks Achutananda Prabhu a few questions as well. Well, I hope everyone is doing okay these days. I'm in between diets right now and enjoying every mouthful of it. hope I don't overdo it. I know we live in tumultuous times, but all times are tumultuous, more or less. There was just a presidential election here in the United States. You may have heard about it, but whatever happens, life flows on within us and without us, as the late great George Harrison once said. Hopefully, it will flow on here a little while longer for us. But as the fluctuations of the material manifestation flicker in this matrix we call 21st century earth, here's a little sample from Achyutthanda's back catalog. This is something that does not fluctuate because it is of a different nature. Are you ready for some spiritual vibrations? Well, ready or not, here it comes. This is called Radha Govinda from Achyutthanda's 1970 album, India.
1: Yaya-ra-ra Govinda-ra-ra Govinda-ra 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 svamil Govinda-ra Jai Ho Radha, Govinda
2: Radha, Govinda
1: Radha, Jai Ho Radha, Madan Mohan Radha, Madan Mohan Radha. Sanatana Pran, praan, Sanatana Pran Radha Madan Mohan, Radha Madan Mohan,
3: Ram
1: Jai Radha, 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 Jai Radha, Goswami crowned on a head. He goes from you. Rare Gopal Pran Dhanahe Gopal Vashtha Pran Jaya Rara Ramana Rara Ramana Rare Jaya Madhu Pandit प्राण Radha Radha राधा गोपीनाथ राधा Radha Radha राधा Manande प्राण धन
3: है
1: जयो राधा Lokanata Prang Hamahe Yayo Radha Gokulananda, Radha Gokulananda, Radha Gokulananda, Radha Gokulananda, Radha Yayo Radha Gokulananda, Radha, giri ra-dha. raghunath pram Dhanahe hai ha chayanadha giridhari radha giridhari
0: that was a song Radha Govinda from the album by Chutanunda called India it came out in 1970 and this is Garg's Island with the Garg'sville podcast now what I like to do with Achyutananda's prior permission of course is read a little excerpt from his book Blazing Sadhus follow the music in the 19th century the waltz was banned for being too licentious in the 1960s Popular songs went from a kumbaya to the answer is blowing in the wind to we got to get out of this place and then descended into we're on the eve of destruction, paint it black and finally the fugs. Monday nothing, Tuesday nothing, Wednesday and Thursday nothing, Friday for a change a little more nothing, Saturday once more nothing. One evening, Tiny Tim was performing in the back room of the Rienzi Café. The audience of 50 to 60 people giggled incessantly. I sat with Ryder, an intellectual who always carried a laundry sack full of books. He handed me a slip of paper, about an inch and a half long, ragged on the edges, like parchment. It had a blue-green spot staying in the middle. This is honestly acid, he said. Five bucks. Sure. Do not take the whole thing, he said emphatically. Cut it in half, swallow it, and give the other half to a friend. I plan to take it and do yoga, I said. You know, I do yoga too. There's this swami on the Lower East Side who's chanting. Really? I said, where? At 26 Second Avenue around First Street. What is he chanting? Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna, Krishna Krishna Hari Hari. Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama Hari Hari. Oh, I said, I never heard of that before. He's very different this swami. He'll propose a question and people will start debating and arguing between themselves and he just sits back and lets them talk. And then he answers the question. So without further ado, Here's Achyutananda Prabhu.
4: You're listening to the Gargsville Podcast with your host, Gargs Allard.
0: So thank you so much for coming, Achyutananda Prabhu. How are you doing today?
4: I'm diving and surfacing in an ocean of transcendental
0: nectar. Wow, I wish I was there too with you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> when I get uh, a robocall or, you know, I get calls from telemarketers... And one of them is some claiming to come from healthcare. Uh huh. Is hello, my name is Stevie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not asshole namki. What's your <laughs> real name? Should <laughs> <laughs> namki And then they laugh. Uh, uh, Noveen. <laughs> so, okay, Steve, what do you want? I'm from. I'm your healthcare specialist. How are you feeling? I'm diving and surfacing in an ocean of Krishna Bhavanamrita. Oh, sometimes they, they know what that means. <coughs> oh, and then they hang up. Yadidako ho krishna upadesh. Whoever you see, whoever you meet, talk about Krishna.
0: Hare Krishna. Thanks for reminding me about that. You're welcome. So, you were born in Brooklyn?
4: Yes. Sheepshead Bay.
0: What year was that?
4: 1948.
0: Okay, so by my calculation, you're 71 or 72? 72. 72? And a half. And a half, okay. (laughs) So what year was it when you met Srila Prabhupada? 65,
4: 66.
0: Were you in the first batch of initiates?
4: No, there was an initiation of 12. Okay. And uh, then most of them either were not in Krishna consciousness uh, or left. Because there is a letter from Prabhupada to me saying, I regard you as my first disciple. But there was an initiation before. Then I was initiated later with Kirtananda, Brahmananda, Jandarani, who's now called Shamarani. And I don't know if it was the original or there was the fourth. That was the second initiation.
0: Okay, and been, Maharaj hadn't been been initiated yet?
4: No, he came in the the next or the third or fourth.
0: Okay. So you must have been very young at the time, 17 or 18 or something like that? Yes. Wow. And you actually went to India with Srila Prabhupada? The next year. So that was. I, I didn't go
4: with him. That's, that's a good thing for history. Prabhupada went with Kirtananda in June, and I went alone.
0: June of 66 or 67? 767. 67. Okay.
4: And I went alone in 67 in September. And uh, when I arrived, I remember High told me, he says, "When you get when you get off the off the plane, you, you get to you said you want to go to Mathura, and and when you get to Mathura, you you just say you want to go to the Godia Mutt, you want to go to the Godia Mutt." So I, after jet lag and uh and get on the train. It was rainy season in September, so from horizon to horizon. Right up to the train tracks was water. It looked like an ocean. It looked like the train was crossing an ocean.
0: Oh, my God. And w- did you have anyone with you, any guide or anything?
4: No. and uh, But I was almost going to get one because I arrive in Mathura. It took six hours to go 90 miles because the train was just slowly going across this flooded plain. And I get off. I'm still wrecked from... 24-hour trip. I get off the train, and there's 25 rickshaw while is yelling at me, rickshaw, rickshaw, rickshaw. Oh. And and one guy is telling me he's going to take me to all temples, all temples, I show you all temples. <laughs> like I really want a tour now. I just woke up. I said.
0: How were airplanes back then compared to now? Were they about the same in terms of?
4: I didn't fly too much. Uh, but, I mean, the American, the Indian airline I went to was pretty much the same. I haven't been in airplanes lately. Uh-huh. So, I just, so I'm just i in the crowd and a gang of uh, rickshaw drivers, I go, go to your mud. And one guy says, I know go to your mud. And he took me to the Keshavji go to your mud in Mathura and I met for the first time Narayan Maharaj, that's Bhaktivedanta Narayan Maharaj, and he took me in. First thing he said is, you will make tilak? Because he wanted to see how much we knew. I said, yeah, but I, I need the mirror. And I put on luck, and he said, we'll go and see Guru Maharaj. Now, I do not know. My Guru Maharaj was Prabhupada.
0: But was he, this Keshava Maharaj? Yes. He was He was still alive. He was,
4: it was his last year of life. He was wow. very, very ill. He was in bed, and we came, we sat down. He was in bed, and he looked down at me, and he was very tall, very fair, and his shaved head. He, I always say it looked like the rising moon, uh, full moon. And he said, there are two kinds of sound. Material sounds and Vaikunta sounds. When we make material sounds, we get material things. And when we make Vaikunta sounds, we get Vaikunta things. And then he had to rest again. Then I went back with Kirtananda and Prabhupada and we did Kirtan for him.
0: He was Srila Prabhupada's sannyas guru, correct? Yes. Yeah. Wow, so you he you talked with him directly? Yes. That must have been far out. And did did you uh, meet Srila Sridhar Maharaj when you were that in was India?
4: later, yes.
0: So how was that experience?
4: Well, all of these experiences, and we're waiting for Govinda Dasi's book of memories to come out, her autobiography and her experience, because she had many, many close services with Prabhupada. And uh, I wrote the foreword, and I say... What I'll say now, someone once asked me, what was the one high point of your time with Prabhupada? I said, yes, there was one moment that lasted 11 years. (laughs) And it is time and place and and circumstances did not occur. It was you were fixed. Prabhupada immediately brought us uh, a window to, to Krishna."
0: When's the first time that you met Srila Prabhupada?
4: Was, it must, might have been summer of 66 or autumn of 65. I'm not sure. And um, someone had, I had been to some other swamis of the Ramakrishna mission, what we called the uptown swamis. They had places in uh, the upper upper class uh, parts of Manhattan. And, um, and then someone said, oh, there's a swami here. In, uh, I, I talk about it in the book,
0: um blazing Sadhus, by the way, is a Chutananda Prabhu's book.
4: And uh someone said, Oh, there's a Swami downtown also here in First Avenue, Second Avenue. And I said, Well, I've seen some swamis. they said, Well, this guy's different. Uh he chants Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hari Hari, Hari Rama, Hari rama Rama, Rama, Hari, Hari. Which I had not seen. I was reading, my father gave me uh he was uh interested in Eastern philosophies. We had Bhagavad Gita. We did yoga. I was getting very good at yoga. And they were all my buddy. Uh, and then I had read and what I kept in mind. That's why I was terrible in school because I was uh, already going by Shankaracharya's famous verse, Brahma Satya Jagadmitya. Jiva Brahmanaiva Napara. This uh, Brahman is reality. The world is false. And the Jiva and Brahman are non-different. So, you know... Well, what am I going to do with algebra? You know, <laughs> you know, or, or,
0: or, Could you explain to some of our listeners who might not know what Mayavad philosophy is as compared to?
4: My, and Mayavadis do call themselves Mayavadis. Mayavadis say that everything that has a shape, form, quality, smell, anything that can be perceived with the senses is, is illusion. And we say also that is illusion, but it's real. If you have a dream, you had a dream. Right. It wasn't a real monster or a snake, a polka dot snake, but it, it was a dream snake. But they say this doesn't really even exist, and that can gets them into a lot of trouble. The great thing, hmm, because the Vedas are written, this brings up a great point in the prayers to the pers- of, of the personified Vedas in the tenth canto of. Bhagavatam, the Vedas say Krishna is, because Maharaj Pariksit asks, so how can we understand Krishna and the absolute truth with the uh, senses, even by sound? The Vedas are also known as Shabda, sound. So the Vedas say, Krishna is pleased when we describe him in abstract terms. Now we do that also in our life here. We'll say the president, uh, POTUS, Capitol Hill, the Hill, the Oval Office. The Oval Office replied to the Kremlin, a room talks to a building.
5: <laughs> right. <laughs> See?
4: But we know, if you know that it's a president talking to a premier of Russia, you know what they're talking about. But they use these words to, like that. So the Vedas are like that. The Vedas will describe the absolute truth, Krishna, as tat, that, eti, that, also this, aham, the I am. That's, we even have that in Bible. Uh-huh. See, so Well, who is that? But they're getting all con- uh, confused. And Brahman just means great, you know. Vishwa, the whole, you know, every word, every name, really means Krishna. This is in the grammar by Jiva Goswami. Also says that every every letter Mahaprabhu after his initiation he came back from Gaya, initiated by Ishwarapuri, and he was teaching Nyaya, teaching punditry in Sanskrit. That was the that was the entertainment then. That was You were a stand-up philosopher, and they would make funny log- logistic puns and, and meanings to words. It's called yadva yadva. This means this, or this, or this, or this, like a thesaurus. And if you knew tons of them, you could put another meaning back into the phrase and make some poetry, or make a joke. So all of his, he had hundreds of disciples as Nimai Pundit, and they all wanted to become wealthy entertainers. And they would read from the Vedas and the Bhagavatam and then make up these interesting words. And Keshav Kashmiri was the super. Star of that from Kashmir in the Nimbarka Sampradaya. So when Mahaprabhu comes back from Gaya, he's initiated by Ishvara Puri, everything is Krishna, 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 Krishna. W- w- why are you saying that? He's explaining it even a consonant cannot be spoken without a vowel. So vowels are independent. They can be said without anything. They are independent. Vowels are Krishna. Consonants are dependent on Krishna. Consonants is Prakriti. Consonants is Radha. So, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. What are we going to do with that? Are we gonna? <laughs> How are we going to become famous? And that's now, when Mahaprabhu decided to become sannyasa.
0: This is a feeling I'm getting like you're a walking encyclopedia of Vedic knowledge. And it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to uh, do anything but kind of jump around here. And sometimes I might have to ask you questions just to clarify so people understand. Could you just say a little bit about who Mahaprabhu is?
4: Oh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Rasaraj Mahabhava Dviya Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead and the ultimate enjoy, the ultimate attractor. Everything, what is attractive are the six opulences. All wealth, all beauty, all fame, all knowledge, all renunciation, uh, all power. So, those are things that we're all attracted to. And the ultimate attraction is his... Shakti, which is personified as Radharani, he expands into that, and then on the other side he expands into Balaram, which makes it all happen. He's the God Almighty from everything, from this Goloka to Vaikuntha to the material nature. All he expands, expands, expands into the Purusha Avatar, etc. And but going getting back to Radha and Krishna is just the enjoyer and the enjoyed, and it started with a challenging question. I was there, someone said, and the, there are atheist questions like that, uh, that sound like questions, but they're not. Like, can God be stupid? You know, that? that no, that's not, uh, to be unlimited, is to be less. But, someone asked Prabhupada, can God make a rock so heavy that he can't pick it up? <laughs> Prabhupada said, yes. Well, then he's not all powerful. And then Prabhupada said, then he'll pick it up. <laughs> so, that comes to this. Krishna and his energy. Shakti, Shakti Man. Krishna and Radharani. Krishna is exp- always Krishna is more beautiful than he was two seconds ago. And I say two seconds because it takes two seconds to say that. So he's more beautiful now than he was a, min- a moment ago. So don't blink. So he's always expanding. And Radharani is always uh, expanding to please him. So the rock gets bigger and the the weight gets bigger, and he gets stronger and she gets stronger. So this competition goes on forever, for a time immemorial and eternity pleasure and, and giving pleasure. So finally, it comes to, and this, I'm not going to go into all of this now, but at the meeting at Kurukshetra, go through that chapter and. Krishna book and 10th canto. The meeting there is when Ratharani begs Krishna to return to Vrindavan, because he's King Krishna now. King Krishna doesn't dance in a Ras And he says, I I, I can't. I, I have more demons to kill, and but uh, I can't repay. So now the rock has become more heavy than he can pick up. So the idea comes that I must uh, figure out, I must plumb the depths, the sweetness and the magnanimity of Radharani's love. So I must be incarnate as a devotee. So Krishna is Krishna with and accepts all the moods of Radharani. And that is Lord Chaitanya. He came 500 years ago. And when you see the parallel uh, leelas of, of Lord Caitanya and Krishna, you'll see the same kind of thing. The, the meeting at Kurukshetra is re- replicated in Jagannath Puri Rathayatra of bringing Krishna from the palace of Jagannath Puri temple to the Gundichamandir Mandir, which represents Brindavan. he does not return to Brindavan at Kurukshetra, but Lord Chaitina does bring the chariot to the Gundichamandir Mandir, that it represents, that brings Jagannath king to the gardens and groves of Braja in Gundicha Mandir.
0: When I first became associated with Krishna consciousness, I remember there was a blue book. It was called Songs of the Vaishnava Acharyas, and apparently that was a reprint. Originally, there was like more of a, I think I saw it once or twice. So they
4: bootlegged it right away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they did? No, there was a gray book. Oh, okay, the gray book, right. Yeah. And I think Srila Prabhupada um, mentioned that you were blessed by the goddess Saraswati. I think I remember something along those lines. <laughs> How did you feel? Riyas-pati. Okay, okay, well, how because did you feel when you read some, that, when you heard sometime that? Sometime,
4: I was sleeping, somebody woke me up and said, can you give the class? I said, yeah. So I spoke for two hours. And somebody told that to Prabhupada. And he said that. Okay. Okay. Why, I don't know. <laughs> what <laughs> I know, you know, there was an ordinary brahmachari in Sridhar Maharaj's mother used to cook. He wore a little T-shirt, a little sloppy guy he went and i went on tour with him and he got up and did bhagavatam class for two hours Uh uh-huh sanskrit all over there i couldn't believe it. that was one night
0: so we're 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 hopping around here a little bit and you know i have a lot of people who listen to my show who are musicians and music fans because i interview a lot of musicians Mm. so a, a few things are intriguing me one that your father read Bhagavad Gita, and you must have got some influence from him. Yes. And the second, which I think I was talking to, yeah, it was Kulik Shekhar. He mentioned about, he's, he's passed on, what, about eight years ago or something. But he had mentioned about Richie Havens. Yes. And then I heard uh, an, a Hansa Duda interview saying that he knew you, and you were his flautist.
4: Yes, I played the, flau- no, I played the-, <laughs> I played the flute. No, Yeah, that's a flutist joke. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he liked my play, and I and we were searching even then. See, okay, New York in the sixties was not. We did not wear
0: flowers in our hair. No, no. that that was San Francisco. <laughs> we were
4: searching <laughs> for for genuine, and anybody who was imitating out, you were out.
0: So you, you were copy, serious you, seekers.
4: You're seeing, and uh, Richie Havens was uh, was not copying anybody. He was his own sound
5: uh-huh terrific
4: so he he once say i remember he, he once saying walk me down in the foggy do my dog and he sang it i thought he wrote it it's an old irish tune
0: uh-huh so where was he from and how did you meet him and how old were he
4: you? was in new york and okay. uh, he was totally broke his guitar was wrapped in in 10 yards of tape and he was—he would play rhythm guitar. He would just wrap his thumb over the. He would set the, set the strings to an open chord, which happened to be E flat, which is a very, uh, nice key on the flute. Okay. And any flute players, you know, you always keep that E flat key down with your pinky. You keep that pink finger down. So, um, are there flute players listening? There just might be. Raise, raise your hands. So, <laughs> so. Is a very so I could solo on, on his songs, uh-huh. and accompany also. He loved it. And then there's a technique called cranning. I'll play some cranning now. Oh, we'll excellent! See. This is a recorder because okay. cranning is when you lift, you hold all your fingers down, but you lift upper fingers. <laughs> You trill up. Okay. It's called cranning. And uh, he loved it. Uh, but I mean, he was so, he had two black teeth in his, head, in his mouth. That's all. He had. Really? And that, that kind of gave him that nice uh, lisp also that he's uh-huh. for. And he once had to beg me for a, a nickel to use the path frame to get to Jersey. Hey, Chuck, you got a nickel. <laughs> and then he also, he was a very fine artist. Uh huh. And he showed me his uh, big uh, portfolio, page after page. We were in. The, we played in the Cafe Wa, that okay. became very famous.
0: I've been uh, there a few times, and uh, uh, at least the outside of it. <laughs> Bob,
4: Bob Dylan was kicked out of there. The next day, he became Bob Dylan. The the manager was. It's one of those great sad stories, like the uh, the Beatles drummer,
0: Best Pete Best. yeah. Pete
4: Best. You know, the, the next day they became the Beatles. So the next day, Bob Dylan became Bob Dylan after.
0: Why was he kicked out, do you know? He was drunk. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was drunk and he wasn't Ooh, famous. shame yet. on him. <laughs> but,
4: you know. So we'd play cafe while well. and then, uh, so in the dark there, it's a sub-basement, uh, there's a Minetta Lane, and there's a brook, under, underground brook there. Anyway, what so he sure? showed me page after page of big sheets of sketches of crucifixion. Jesus from every angle. Darker, lighter, this way, that way, from below, from above, from a side. On and on and on. And then much later, I saw him on, interviewed on television, and he had chains of crucifixes on his neck, tiny, like a dozen. Of these. Uh-huh. Uh, this repetition of seeing Jesus again and again in different aspects was something that he liked. So I call, he after, I beca- after I was initiated, I called him, and I said, I've decided not to worship God indirectly. And he said, Amen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kula Shekhar told me that in, he would, in London he showed up a few times and he wanted to see Srila Prabhupada. I don't know if he ever met him or anything, but. I don't know. Uh huh. You spent some time in India. Okay. How long were you there and how much of the culture did yeah. you imbibe? And are you fluent in, in Hindi? Bengali. And Bengali, okay.
4: Badravara. Uh, it's a very, uh, very sweet language. It's 80%. The classic, the way the you know, Chaitanya Charitamrath is, is, is classic. Uh, it's almost 80% Sanskrit. Okay. And people t- still today will understand you. If you spoke Shakespearean English, I don't think too many people would, would understand the, the lexography coming from your, your, um, your whiskered jowl. That's your beard. You
0: know, I kind of figured you know? that out. So,
4: <laughs> with the hair in your chin chinny, chin, chin. So, but Bengali, high Bengali, no. And I thought always, oh, and I wrote in my book, have you, can you think of a Jewish rabbi that doesn't know Hebrew or a Roman Catholic priest doesn't know Latin or Greek? I'd better learn how to read, write, and learn and read, study the books of Chaitanya charitamrita to Chaitanya Bhagavata.
0: Did you always have a natural proclivity to language and learn a no. different language? No.
4: No, but Bengali is an easy language. Yes, The verb comes last, which is, we kind of have that. You may say, I, to thee, my fortune thou. The verb is last, so everything's like that. And then there are different levels of talk. There's respectful, when you're talking to, when you're praying to God, it's tomar. When you're talking to a superior, apni. When you're talking to an equal, it's dumi. And then there's baby talk. When you're talking to someone below you, a little child, you'll say tui, tui cheese. There's a whole jargon for talking to babies.
0: Baby talk yeah. in Bengali.
4: No, if you have a superior and you say tui, that's an insult. So that means, get this, the highest people are talking to everyone below them. The lowest people are talking in the highest form of the language. Uh-huh. The most polite and refined
5: Version, okay.
4: So the, this uplifts there. The Vedic system is there to uplift step by step.
0: One Indian devotee once told me that if you say bowl to a superior, it's like you're telling them what to do
4: yeah (laughs) (laughs) chan hari krishna Krishna that's how we started
0: so during those 11 years that you associated with śrila prabhapad especially at the beginning did you what did you feel did you feel a transformation in your consciousness did you feel Uh, i don't go by
4: feelings i went by this i was trying and I'll say cracking my head, which is a great metaphor, because that's what yogis do. They, they try to merge into the impersonal by ha- ripping the jivatma from their heart up and up the chakras, and to crack this uh, fontanelle, the brahmarundram, and actually pierce out, and make a, brahman said there is a fracture in their skull, they crack their head, and the jiva will merge uh, out of that skull in, into Brahman. Now, I, sp- I said this, even Madhvacharja says that there are actually there are two Vishnudutas that stand at the head of every yogi with tridents and say, you cannot get in to Vaikuntha, though, because you're not devotees. So I was confused. God, in the Mayavadi version, the impersonal, impersonal is like the sky, and they have their version of big air and small air. Air is all-pervasive. Okay. And when air is in a cup or a container, it takes the shape of the cup. Break the cup, and the air merges and back into the bigger, all-pervasive air. Okay. So God is omnipresent. So how do you worship? Okay, so God is omnipresent. Now what? So I'm. we're back to... Everything, no. I don't see everything. I don't see the universe. I still see uh, down the block and up in the sky as far as, uh, that's, that's all. How can everything, what do I do? Worship this object? Yes. No, well, that's confusing. A room does not talk to a building. So this is confusing. How do you worship God if he's everywhere? And if he's everywhere, this is what happens. I don't have to worship God. This is why Mayabad is appealing to atheists. So this was very confusing. So the first time I met Prabhupada, Hayagriva told me, you can come up and see Prabhupada. And I asked to Prabhupada, can you teach me Raj Yoga, the king of yoga? The so Prabhupada always wanted people to read. He handed me a Bhagavad Gita. He said, go to chapter 9, verse 2. Raja Vidyam, Raja Guham, Pavitramidamuttamam. This is the ultimate king of all yogas and all king of all knowledge, king of all secrets. This is the Raja Yoga. Then verses uh, two, three, four and five is where Krishna says, Pashame <laughs> Yoga behold my mystic opulence. I am spread out everywhere and yet I remain complete in my abode. How can that be? That's Achinjaveda. That is inconceivable. But now with and how do we know that? Uh, how do we understand it? What's the harmony then?
0: So you're saying <clears throat> a chincha beta beta tapa yes, inconceivably and simultaneously one and different. One and
4: different. Okay. So how do you harmonize that? Ah, Tabakti bhakti chanena by smearing the eye of love, the eye with the uh, salve ointment of love, and by seva. Then I am to be known to Yogam, those who lovingly, pretty Purvakam, who dearly love me, I reveal, I give them the intelligence by which they see me. The Mayavadis call themselves Gyanis, that we're smarter than you. Right. Very narcissist thing to say.
0: How would okay. you dif- differentiate between someone who is, say, a Mayavadi and someone who is, someone who is, perhaps having some realization of the impersonal aspect of, yes. of the Supreme.
4: They're called Brahma That's Brahmananda, Bra- Brahma bodies. The four Kumaras knew that. huh. They could see the Lord and uh, everything, but they did not know that Vishnu, until they came to smell the tulsi on the lotus feet of Vishnu and Vaikuntha, then they said, this smells like tulsi, but we are completely, it is a non-material thing too. So this shape and this Vaikuntha is not a material substance, and yet we are feeling this is a concentration of Brahma. Just like there's a concentration of sunshine is the sun. And Prophet gave many examples of that. Sunlight is all pervasive, that was his first example. But no sun, no sunlight. A room might be full of a smell of a rose, then you're gonna know there's a rose in this room somewhere right rose has a form and it produces this smell so all of these again back to the words of the vedas that say it him that they're indicators intended is krishna if someone is pointing you don't look at the finger you look at what the finger is pointing to yeah dummy <laughs> don't look at don't, don't just so the buddies just want to bathe in the light uh, and, and then we come to say you know if there's light it's coming from a source we see a light here then it means that there's a powerhouse somewhere
0: so you were born in a Jewish family like, like, yet very, your secular, last, very secular very secular but your last name is it's Barnett
4: yes yeah. because uh, the family came from Austria and, and Poland and Germany and uh, around 1890 or something, all the English uh, had changed their German names to British names. Okay. So many Jews took Barnett because Bar is a Hebrew word meaning son, but it's a old Barnes and Barnett. They're all British.
0: In who came to America? Was it your father? Was it your grandparents? Or
4: even my grand, but so my great grandparents.
0: Oh, they came. Okay, and they came to New York. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I don't know.
0: You don't know? Okay.
4: I, I only knew one. There was one great grandma, and uh, Hannah, and she was. We couldn't tell how old she was. We was about hundred. She had jet black hair, and she came over in the bottom of the boat.
0: Even when she was elderly, she had jet black hair. Yeah. Did she dye it? Uh,
4: no. 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 She was just sitting. She was already uh, just mumbling on the on the porch. For as long as, I was only two years
0: old. Uh-huh. How long have you known Roy?
4: <laughs> well, I came to Alachua about 10 years ago. Oh, okay. But we must have, we we I've knew the it, thing in New York. In like New York one no. Know. No.
0: No. That was in 82. Oh,
4: yeah. so it must have been
0: on 55th Street. 55th. 55th. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your association with Shridhar Maharaj as well?
4: Yeah, I was in... Uh, Prabhupada then got many letters to return to it. He had his heart attack in uh, 66, uh, 67. Uh-huh. And then uh, regard- with Ayurvedic uh, treatment, he got better. And then was getting letters that we need you uh, in America. The, and Mukunda, Shamsundar, Gurudas, uh, and their, their wives were opening temples. San Francisco and elsewhere, and so uh, he was well enough to go back. So I was left alone with the keys to uh, Radha Damodar Temple. Not many people spoke a- English, uh, but one of Prabhupada's godbrothers was Bon Maharaj, and I was going to hear him, but his teaching was very different. So Prabhupada, and there was another American there, Rishikesh or Rishikesh Ananda.
0: Is that Richard Brown, the gemologist? Or?
4: I don't know okay. what he became. And uh, so Prabhupada sent him a letter and he showed it to me. And he said, I, I think you need a Shiksha Guru, so the only one who I recommend is my godbrother Sridhar Maharaj and Shaitananda okay. knows him. So so Rishikesh stayed, but I went to Sridhar Maharaj and I was with him for about a year.
0: And Srila Prabhupada said his realization was very deep. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And how did how did his association affect your life?
4: Well he he taught me that Kurukshetra point of how uh, Radha and Krishna become Mahaprabhu. And then he could quote from, because he was a Sanskrit scholar, he was also a, a, a law student in college, and uh, he could uh, oh, smash Mayavadi arguments all over and could quote uh, like anything, and could then extend and extend uh, the metaphors by quoting or constantly always supporting with, with uh, Vedic uh, Sanskrit and the other uh, brahmacharis there they told me said the whole go to your mud comes to him for our advices.
0: and this is a little bit more mundane but how did you adjust to in- India when you went there was it a culture shock I mean the the heat very, must have been yes, intense
4: I, I probably made a lot of dumb mistakes you know but it was it was very hard so I had to stay very suppressed and I just which was a good thing because I only listened to uh, at that time Sridhar Maharaj. I could figure out to preach in India. To preach in India, you have to know something. Uh-huh. You can't just say, Chan Krishna, don't eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll be reborn. They know that.
0: <laughs> and from what time uh, to what time did you stay in India?
4: That was 67 uh, September till uh, January 78. Wow. That's a long time. 11 years. 11 very hot.
0: have you gone back no no do you have any desire to go back
4: from what I've heard I I I don't know there there are places in South India and also Radhikund Shamkund and uh, Varsana and Nandagram, that are still left on but everything else uh, seems to have been urbanized there are traffic jams in Aloy Bazaar you know downtown Brandavan
5: uh-huh. And, uh huh.
4: Oh, when I was there, it was like the 15th century, only we had electricity. <laughs> you never heard a radio. Never saw. There were no cinemas in Brunei. There were no cars. Wow. No cycles. There were rickshaws and, and tongas, the house, horse uh, carriages. Like,
0: Where'd you get your sense of humor from? Do you think you were born with it, or it was. Uh,
4: well, my father and I would. Would listen to because in the material material karmi life you need to be uplifted from working from uh, Monday through Friday nine to five sure so that's what creates entertainment <laughs> you need to get you to so pretty soon you still have to it's still going to be Monday morning even Brahma knows that someday I'm going to die you know, he knows that Indra, this story comes up on every cast Zoom that I do. Zap, Zoom. Zap. Uh, but Indra <laughs> Indra tells Brihaspati, I'm going to build the biggest palace in the universe. And Brihaspati says, hey, don't be so ambitious because you're not going to be here that long. He says, what do you mean? I live forever. He says, well, see down there on earth? Yes. See all those ants? Yes, millions and millions of ants. Yes, all former Indras.
0: So you're 72 right now, and you're talking about things that were happening. You know, you were born in '48. Things that were ha- happening in this different decades. Looking back on it, what does it feel like? What does it seem like to you? I, I know. Well, I what,
4: wish I didn't have to go through those 17 years of, of just mundane public school, cartoons, stupid television, I Love Lucy, and and uh, learning. Uh, Monday, and because you see, ch- children now in in Niskan, uh, our devotee children, they're already knowing Krishna. Uh
5: huh. Wh- wh- what do you mean when un- you sit learn. here? Or, we have to unlearn
4: uh-huh. all of these stupid things. And when you're young, um, Prahlad Maharaj tells that the youth is the time for for learning. Uh huh. So I still have these things stuck in my head from from all that uh, that time.
0: Do you ever feel nostalgic about it at all? No, no.
4: I pray that I will be reborn in in a Vedic culture. There was a little boy, there was a Madhva, a little boy about 10 years old. He was reciting verses, no book. Reciting Vedic mantras. They know all the the, the stories of Mahabharata and Ramayana. That's their entertainment.
0: Do you ever feel like that losing your, you know, in the next life, for example, Mm -hmm. There's generally speaking, they say the living entity forgets their last life. And to me, it's almost like it's a, it's a type of death. I mean, if you, there's no continuity of memory, then it's almost, even though you're the same person, it almost feels like you're a different person. Is that because you're too attached to your, the whole material scene?
4: The the material scene has nothing to do with the Jivatma that's transmigrating, Uh but Krishna impressions remain with you. Uh-huh. Material sanskars, these are features, they remain. That's why you can have a Mozart writing an opera at seven years old. Sure. From past life, uh, uh-huh. talent. And then when that was finished, he is finished with his music when he's 35. Boom, he died oh, he died so young. No, he had finished his entire musical career uh-huh. at that time. So then he move on, and then he may become an aunt. And Indra may become an ant again, so... These things go on. We want to stop this uh, this cycle. But the Krishna feelings will give. So that, just like when many people saw Prabhupada, but some people c- couldn't look away. Uh, Jerry Garcia told Gurudas, he said, your guru is much heavier than the Maharishi.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and that's a good sign. But he never became a devotee. He was still too attached to music and to,
0: Monday. So, could you define heavier for our younger listeners?
4: Yeah, that that which will change you, uh, and and to be very serious. Uh-huh. I mean, still, Prabhupada was not uh, uh, tyrannical. Uh, you don't have this problem anymore, but we used to have the problem of getting people to do the dishes. I was a cook. Prabhupada taught me about twenty-five. I
0: do the dishes every uh, day here see, myself.
4: See, look at that. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. And get gloves, get the nice gloves. So so nobody wanted to do the dishes. So Prabhupada called us into his room in 26 Second Avenue. And he said, no one person has to do the dishes. And the cook should not have to do the dishes. It is an occupational conflict. Because, you know, if you're a cook, you'd say, well, I want to use that pot, but I don't want to have to clean it after. <laughs> the, cook, the cook should be free to use whatever you want. So, so Prabhupada said, everyone, everyone, take, take one day. So after silence, someone said, I'll do Monday. And the more silence, someone said, I can do uh, Saturday. Then there was more silence. Prabhupada raised his hand and said, I will take Thursday. And <laughs> <laughs> all the hands went up. <laughs>
0: was, was Srila Prabhupada very hands-on back in those days? Oh, he would do uh-huh. the
4: cooking. And one of the things he brought, he brought cases of books, and he also brought this elliptical piece of cardboard. That was the pattern to make bead bags. That he brought with him, knowing that he would, it's, that's how you sew the uh, four parts wow. of a bead bag.
0: He was really thinking ahead,
4: huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, now there are millions of bead bags.
0: So where was Srila Prabhupada when you first met him? Was, he, was At he 26 tw- Second Avenue, okay. I was, uh,
4: got the address right, and uh, he was sitting on the floor and uh, just on a straw mat. And uh, I said, I don't know what he's eaten or what his uh, philosophy or what yoga he's doing. I want that.
0: Uh-huh. Was he very approachable? Did you feel like he was very approachable? Oh yeah. So you didn't feel like you were like some trepidation of him or anything or No. No.
4: But you I mean there was a royal uh, atmosphere. And when you were with him, you you felt safe. And he was 5 foot 4 or 5 and you always
0: felt like you were looking up. Uh-huh. And did he exude confidence? Yes. That's heavy. But he was humble at Have the same time.
4: Humble and mighty. When he spoke, you couldn't move. Uh-huh. You were fixed. That's the first symptom of the rasas is stamba, shanta rasa, that you feel t- stopping the, the material undulations of the mind. Stop huh. listen. Never mind that. Never mind, that. Never mind that. This is. And,
0: and how it, did it affect you when Srila Prabhupada left the, his physical presence left the world?
4: Well, I had no, because I was there when he had his first heart attack. Prabhupada was lying on the floor. He asked me to just, it was just a heart palpitation. Uh-huh. fibrillation is that the, and he told me to just rub this way on his heart. Uh huh. And, and I was there in the next room that night, and two, three times he would call me in, and I would just brush acrosswise on, over his chest. So we, and he would say throughout his, time with us he said oh I may go at any time and we couldn't stand it we almost don't say that but uh, we always knew that he was old and had uh, weak uh, weak heart but uh, look what he did he he would uh, traveled all over the world opened hundreds of temples and composed I tried to calculate something like 100 pages a week of literature wow Because he was up from, you know, three in the morning with the dictaphone.
0: Ever try to write when you're traveling? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. How long did it take you to write Blazing Sadhus?
4: Well, I had written one version uh, a long time ago in the 82 or three. And I had some Hollywood and uh, New York uh, literary agents, and they wanted me to make it into a a novel, which has to have a love interest, has to have a woman, uh-huh. has to have a romance, and has to have a drama, maybe a murder, and I, and they kept changing it and changing it. And so I left it alone. And then when I came back to, when I came to Alachu I put it down, and my godbrothers pitched in with the money to, and the secretary, to, uh, to help me transcribe it again in, in a very... Uh, the, the um, idea, I, I didn't write it for the devotees or for the public, I had, you know what I had in mind? I had in mind two pieces of music, um, Mussorgsky's uh, pictures at an exhibition and Rachmaninoff's variations on a theme by Paganini, the piano and orchestra thing, the different movements, and one of the movements is very dark, that Baba Yaga movement in Mussorgsky, uh pictures, uh, and that's the uh, Tantra chapter. But if I, I followed that as a sonata uh-huh. form.
0: And how'd she come up with the title? And obviously that it's was, a play on blazing was, saddles, right? Yeah, in
4: the beginning, Brahmatirtha was one of the helpers. Okay. Uh, he said, have uh, I mean, you thought of a title? I said, well, titles come last, but how about uh, the greatest story ever told? He says, that's been done. I said, what about blazing saddles? He says, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> But it was a joke. Then when I'd finished, he says, have you thought up another title? And I, then at that time, this is synchronicity, if you follow Jung, uh, I saw the verse from, it's on the back of the book. The, the ecstatic symptoms ecstatic uh, symptoms appear, there are eight, ashtasattvic bhavas, of trembling, perspiration, hair standing on end, choking of the voice uh-huh uh, paleness and they appear in different intensities like a fire smoldering burning flaming flaming brightly and blazing I said that's a sign from Rupa Goswami it's a sign <laughs> from
0: God the title stays <laughs> do you think that Mel Brooks picked that up himself that, that right. <laughs> no I don't
4: think Mel Brooks knew about R- Rupa Goswami <laughs>
0: How satisfying was it for you to, to complete this and have it published, you know, in, in how well see it was? I diving and surfacing
4: in an ocean of transcendental nectar. Yes, it was very good that it was finally out.
5: Uh-huh.
4: And then someone, uh, Yogeshwar, is he known? Yeah, he, yeah, I've he, met he him he a few of, times. I, sure. I, I edited one of his uh, books about Prabhupada, uh-huh. and uh, then he asked me, is there any, after it was out, my book was out, he says, is there anything that you think you should have put in? I said, no. Everything I wanted to say is. Do you I think took extra pains so that it could be read easily. Too Many people have read it all night in one sitting.
0: Yeah, it's very easy to read. Yeah.
4: I, I made it easy.
0: It's riveting. It's very humorous. And at the same time, it's uplifting.
4: Is it heavy? <laughs> <laughs> it is heavy. There are some heavy parts.
0: Uh Uh-huh. You seem to talk a lot about, was it the goddess Kali? It's so long ago since I read this. Was it the goddess Kali, or?
4: When when I, uh, you never knew what Prabhupada was going to do next. Uh Uh-huh. This is in uh, Nectar of Devotion, Krishna's quality of gravity. And the first time I read it, I said, what, gravity? Krishna's always ecstatic dancing. Uh Uh-huh. And I look right back at the book, and Prabhupada's explanation is, Gravity means you never know his plans, deep. Gravity is, is deep, heavy. That's a synonym of heavy, gravity. So uh, he said, okay, pack up, we're going to my godbrother brother Sridhar Maharaj's Vyaspuja in Bengal. And so we stopped in the cover picture of the book that is uh, in Calcutta, where we first arrived in 67 with the Malik family, Prabhupada's former family, members and uh, it was september the height of kali puja which i think is about now okay uh, or just over in september the dark moon so there were kali murtis images on every street corner big and small and huge and all over and all the different forms so, durga has nine forms and 10 more maha the, the Sarah the, just said. D- dasa, dasa, mahavidya forms. Uh, har- some of them horrific. There's Chinamasta, who's cutting her own head off, and in one hand she's got her own head drinking the blood spurting out of her neck. Get the point? That's had- <laughs> so. I, so I asked Prabhupada, what, what is going on here? What is uh, what's this all about? The, the Western religions worship one almighty God. They're worshiping so many different forms. Shiva is the husband of Durga, Durga having nine plus 10 expansions and forms, which is the superior. He said the Kali worshiper. And why? Because they're in the Vedic system. And the Vedic system is to Kshipran, then he quoted Bhagavad Gita, Bhavati, Dharamatma. Very quickly they will be elevated four kinds of people come to Krishna artha Jiyasu artigani those who pray to God for money there are no atheists holding lottery tickets you know <laughs> right so those who pray for money the example the classic Vedic example is Dhruvamaraj, who prayed to Vishnu for a, a kingdom uh, then artati those in distress those that's Gajendra who was trapped by the Crocodile, Uh, Artati Jigasu, those who are inquisitive, those are the sages who ask uh, Sutta Goswami the questions of what to do for Kali Yuga coming. And then Gani, those who are in knowledge like the four Kumaras, those who know that that there is transcendence. So those four kinds of people come uh, to Krishna uh, and they're all considered saintly. So uh, later that, that week, Prophet was giving uh, uh, lectures, and one man was challenging. He says, Well, what about these criminals that pray to Kali that they do get success in their crimes? And Prabhupada said, They're better than you because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to God. And again, he said, "Kid from poverty, that very quickly they will become uh, saintly, they'll become righteous.
0: Wow. That's heavy.
4: There's more to that uh, story also. Bhaktivinoda Thakur had a dream that he was flying in the air, and down below he saw Yamaraj, Narad Muni, and Brahma discussing this verse. And Yamaraj was saying, you mean if somebody is sinful, but uh, he he prays to Vishnu once or something, I can't take him to hell? And Narad Muni was saying this and Brahma saying that. And Bhaktivinoda came down and settled the matter. Said, Because um, Brahma was saying, well, first it says, very quickly they will become, but the first verse says they are saintly. So if they're saintly, how do they become saintly? Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, those who consider them saintly, they very quickly make advance." So, if you see someone who is sinful, see a lot of devotees because we had to come out of especially non vegetarian childhood, thank uh-huh. you know, so we got great urges to fight them, so someone who's a mediator would stay away from and say well you have to you have to become vegetarian first, mm-hmm. no no, if somebody has the desire but can't give up like Jerry Garcia or someone. They just can't. They're also, but they, see, he's still, Jerry Garcia had this high respect for Prabhupada. He should be considered saintly. If you consider him saintly, righteous, you make quick advancement. So that was Bhaktivedanta's point.
0: So that poster I have up of the Grateful Dead, that will help me to be spiritual?
4: No, you have to think of him thinking of, uh, of Prabhupada okay. being Okay, I remember heavy. that. <laughs> so so, those, so don't be uh, uh, you know if someone is but there are people who commit to even simple sins but they don't care this is the result of my philosophy I'm God I'm one with God everything's one with God
0: right so that's different
4: so can you eat Prabhupada gave example can you eat fire and uh, that's the greatest anti-mayavad uh, verse is in uh, Gita 7th chapter, uh, verse 24. Abhyaktam vyaktimapanam, manyante mama I converted some Vaishnava charges with this and others. Abhyaktam, impersonal. vyaktimapanam, to become a person, person with qualities. Mama you have no intelligence. If you think something with no qualities becomes something with qualities, you're a moron, <laughs> no. Abu You have no intelligence, and I. Oh, well, that means he is not manifest. No, 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 no. Just read the ver, the words. Don't go into your Yadva, Yadva, and, and all these synonyms, and and uh, um, metaphors. Just what does the word say? In the, and I, I, I remember this. I you looking, and he says, "Yes, yes. What? As you have said." That way. If there's some speck of decency and some speck of goodness, otherwise they're cheaters. They'll see that right in their face and go and become afraid. Here's Krishna right in front of you saying, I'm not un- formless and be- take a form. That's what common Hinduism is all over India now, since a long time, that there's some uh, impersonal thing that takes the form of the cup or the. So what's the answer to that big air, small air? The jivatma is not like air. Uh-huh. It's like a spark of fire. Okay, spark of fire, there must be a big fire. Like the sun. Sun is, has a form, sun has its effulgence. We are some of that effulgence. It's, there cannot be sun without sunshine. But one spark of sunshine is not a sun
0: what is the answer to why uh, the Supreme would fall down into material consciousness in the first place? doesn't fall down.
4: He never falls down.
0: But what is their answer? Because the
4: Prabhupada's, oh.
0: What do they say? That's I mean, it his like a lila.
4: That's his lila. And that's my lila, too. That's why I have cancer, don't you know? That's why our hero, Ramakrishna, uh, died of throat cancer. That was his lila. That's no Leela. I mean, Ras Leela's ecstatic. Throat cancer is not, not the same as Ras Leela. Comes to that. Prabhupada's other famous, uh, most quoted words, Abhijanantimanga mudha. Mudha I mean, idiot. Fools and rascals deride me when I, I appear in, in my human form. They don't, uh, they, they uh, insult me, they think. And the thing is, like when Shishupal, Shishupal had, did he have a hundred... Uh, he was able to, he had a number of curses. I think it was a thousand. 99, a thousand. So even his insults, Krishna takes pleasure from everything. So should post insulting Krishna, you're not even a king, you're a coward boy. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's when I, I, that was my favorite time of life. Yeah. <laughs> He's laughing on everything. But then he comes, 99.99, uh, 99, 99,
0: 1,000. <laughs>
4: Sudarshan Chakra
0: takes him out. Sudarshan Chakra huh?
4: (laughs) It was a Chitralika's counting His counting 99, 99 A thousand And then That's it No more
0: Roy, could you Let Bagheera out He's Yeah Let's go Follow him (laughs) (laughs) It was It was The cat So when did you move to The Alachua area?
4: Ten years ago.
0: Ten years ago. Wow. Seems like time's passing by so fast. Took me ten years to meet you.
4: Yes, I never heard of you.
0: I am a... Where uh, have you been? <laughs> <laughs> I am an insignificant personality. Are you thinking about at all writing a sequel? No. No?
4: I might embellish it some more and call it Blazing sadhu's Director's Cut. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There you uh, go. Talk about behind the scenes a little more.
4: Just to give some more further discussion. I had one editor, but uh, she didn't understand what I was mentioning, and she sent me some sheets back that were not uh, suitable. You also uh, studied uh, mar- a form
0: of martial arts there in New York. Oh, yeah, what kind of martial arts?
5: A Filipino, uh,
4: that's called Escrima, or our niece.
5: Uh-huh. Fighting. stick
0: okay. oh stick fighting huh
4: I had also I was lucky to have great teachers who is now and this is not arrogance he called his title is supreme Grand Master and he's called Supreme Grand Master because a lot of people are calling themselves grandmasters now so he has to put this on but he trains the Filipino uh, military Wow that's uh, Leo Leo Tuhan Leo Gahe Jr. And he's about 80 years old now, but I had several seminars with him. And then his immediate disciples, his students, taught me.
0: The first time that I ever saw you, you weighed a lot more. You were more like me in terms of your, your girth, and it seemed like you lost a lot of weight. Did you go on some health yeah. regimen or something? Or no. What happened?
4: I lost weight. What's that? I lost weight. I didn't eat so much.
0: okay? So you, you Ramananda once
4: time. told Prabhupada, he said, in America, we have a big problem with overweight. And Prabhupada said, don't eat so much. <laughs>
0: That's all. <laughs> well, Prabhupada had a hearty appetite. I mean, some people. Yes. Some people but just he, don't.
4: He did that for us. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because if he had done any kind of austerity, oh, the, I know the devotees, even myself, would have gone on to all kinds of 40 day fasts or something outrageous. One time he was having a very fine Gujarati feast, and Tamal Krishna said, Prabhupada, is this food good for you? He said, Not good for me, but good for my tongue. <laughs> so he would always show us to to uh, to, to celebrate. Susukam Kartamabhyam is the next part of that verse, 9 2 of, of Bhagavad Gita. Susukam, this is joyfully performed. If you're not happy, Prabhupada gave us two. Orders, chant Hare Krishna and be happy. I command you. So if you're not happy, then you're not doing it right.
0: So he was anti-malcontent.
4: Yeah. This is joyfully performed.
0: How often did you ever, did you get to eat Prabhupada's, or honor Prabhupada's cooking? I ate it too. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. First I honored it, then I ate it. Well, for,
4: we weren't, 26 Second Avenue for I guess a year and a half it's uh-huh. not, I'm not exactly sure what month I can we, we didn't walk around with notepads really and uh, when he had his heart attack we thought this might be the, all we get uh-huh. you see? He, may, he was going back to India because he wanted to pass pass away in Brindavan we thought he may never come back
0: so I said I'm going with him well, how would you describe Srila <coughs> so, Prabhupada's cooking though
4: uh, he used chilies. Chilies, huh? Yes, he did. Uh-huh. Like, and I, I used to cook in his three-part cooker. Okay. Which is, I think, at Nalini Kantas house now. Yes. Here in Alachua. Well, he has the original metal, cooker? I think so. Wow. And uh, there's a picture of Prophet using that. And uh, Nalini has the metal box that Prophet used as a desk. So we ate every day uh, from Prophet. But then he taught me how to use how to cook in the cooker. Uh-huh. And uh, then things got more. And I'll, I always come, this brings us to the 100 pounds speech. Okay. The 100 pounds speech. So after a few months, Prabhupada taught me and also Kirtananda and others about 25 preps. And he, again, you couldn't tell what he was thinking. He just kind of says, we must have a Sunday feast. Every Sunday. Especially because my buddy, these yoga people from the Satchitananda Integral Yoga were coming. and Uh-huh. And others. So uh, then he told <clears throat> Brahmananda, we must have a signboard to tell people when the lectures are. And Brahmananda comes back, says, Swamiji, the signboards with the movable letters, there's a picture of it somewhere. Ah, it's $55 and we don't have money for the rent. Prabhupada says, get one signboard. He comes back. <laughs> And that night, there were like 100 people packed into the storefront. So earlier that day, probably comes to the kitchen and asks me, what do we have? And we had a pantry and I said, we have 100 pounds of potato, 100 pounds of rice, 100 pounds of doll, 100 pounds of green doll, 100 pounds of sugar, 100 pounds of another rice, 100 pounds, of... hmm, that's all he said. Again, you couldn't tell that was good or bad. (laughs) So that night is packed. I would pass the basket. I had a basket full of money. And uh, Prabhupada gave the 100 pound lecture. He said to you, Krishna says, Yoga Kshemam Vyamaham, I will bring everything you need. And he called them karmis. He says, You (laughs) karmis, you're working for your office boss. You're working so hard. In our kitchen, we have 100 pound potato. 100-pound rice, 100-pound sugar. <laughs> you karmis, do you have 100-pound rice, 100-pound potato? You don't have 100-pound anything. <laughs> <laughs> we are just chanting this Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Our kitchen is full. No, don't think you will be poor if you take up spiritual life.
6: Did you meet Prabhupada's sister?
0: Yes, Bhishima.
4: She looked just like Prabhupada.
0: What was their relationship like?
4: Brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> she was initiated by one of Parvati's godbrothers. Also, she could put a tealock like on with no mirror. Uh huh. Yeah, and and uh, so she could also cook very very well.
0: Mm, did she use a lot of mustard seed oil? Yes. Uh huh.
4: And sometimes too much. <laughs> uh, Prabhupada, really Prabhupada, like uh, yes, no.
0: Anywhere in India, what was your favorite exotic vegetable?
4: Well, there's portal. That's, doesn't, I don't know if that can be gotten in the. There's parval in Hindi.
0: Oh, par, no, that, parval? No, I've, I've had it? that uh, at Indian restaurant. Yeah, It has like. to
4: be made when they're young. Uh-huh. I would go from. Uh, I also went to Madha Maharaj, but I stayed there for some years uh, in Calcutta, and we would go to. He was building his Mayapur, and I would go with. There's also Bhakti Vigyan Bharati Maharaj. Was young, and we would go back and forth from nabad Mayapur to Calcutta, and you get the young, uh, green parts oh, before they get hard. And, oh, uh-huh. it tastes like
0: butter, like butter. Yeah, but that's the
4: exotic <laughs> thing. There were other things that uh, I would not like. To, I I never could. If you, if you put enough salt on bitter melon, you, you you might be able to like it. Some people say they like it, but I think they're. I like lying.
0: Even when you fry you big, cut it really to, thin and you fry it right? in the game. Yeah, So yeah.
4: you cut anything thin and fry it in beautiful ghee <laughs> and smother it in salt, it'll taste good. Corn flakes.
6: You you
4: don't like bitter. What oh. you do is you eat that first. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that stimulates it every food is like a medicine. And it, it, it keeps and your
0: your blood sugar down. And too. the
4: medicines are like foods, Ayurvedic medicines nourish the, uh-huh. the organs. And tissues of your body, all, so the so it also, and then then you're going to eat because you got to kill the taste of the bitter melon. <laughs> <laughs> so you're definitely going to go
0: on eating. So it is an acquired taste.
4: You never acquire. You never That's acquire. Uh, no. <laughs> well, you I, become I more tolerant take, of it I, at least, I right? I take a triple a triple. It's very bitter. I would make. Uh, Will you make it, uh, take
0: it with the powder or the tablet.
4: Uh, well, in India, Prabhupada had the dry fruits. So I Really? Would, yeah, and, and I would put them in a. He had a, a marble dish, and we'd put them in. I'd put them in water, and then he would drink the water at night, and he made a face. Mwah.
0: So said, it would steep in the, the powder, and then you drink the water, yeah. The,
4: the fruits were.
0: Oh, the fruits hard. themselves. There's three fruits, right? Trifula, yes. okay.
4: Amlaki, Haritaki, and Amla.
0: Wow. And,
4: and then he'd drink the water. He made a terrible face. I said, How does it taste? He said, Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so you is you can never acquire, and that is a real taste. It's not the smell. It's right on your tongue.
0: Right, right. Ugh.
4: But it stimulates you, and it'll regulate your uh, cough, peat, fire. Those three fruits regulate the three elements.
0: I take it every day, but I take wow. the tablets.
4: Then you don't have to taste it.
0: Yeah. It's wonderful. What else is no? Roy. Is yeah. You want to ask a question? Here.
6: Well, yeah, let me think. I mean, this, so is, this was very I mean, spiritual.
4: I thought there would be more musical.
6: <laughs> yeah, when did you first come out with the uh, songbook? Song, well, the yeah, the songbook, number one, and then the album, your album.
4: 1970, and then 71, 72. And I had good, uh, uh, one of them was a Bollywood music director. Who did our Bombay record? We and he got a terrific uh, flute player, uh, sitar, madanga player from the uh, the Bollywood, and they were all most of them were Bengalis, so they all knew these these uh, songs, uh, melodies, and rhythms that we did.
0: Yeah, yeah you were in in the ISKCON back when I joined. You were very famous in terms of your your music. Mm-hmm. Is any of that still available? Where can I get it?
4: You can go to YouTube and and put a tune under, and there's some about six or seven songs on there. Okay. Otherwise, I don't. know.
0: Was it originally on vinyl? Yeah. Really.
4: There was one, one called India, that wow. had several songs.
0: I got to look for that. Okay. Do you, Do you have a copy or no? No. no.
6: I was wondering if you met the Beatles through Sheila
4: Prabhupada? No. Okay, it's just No, I didn't. No, Guru George Harrison, very well.
0: So what are your plans, Prabhu?
4: To chant Hare Krishna and be happy.
0: You chant a lot of rounds every day, I heard.
4: 64 yes. for
0: the last nine years. 64? Wow, it, it takes me about an hour to chant eight rounds.
4: Chant faster. It is numerical power.
0: Uh-huh. I used yes, to. Yes, you can chant fast. But don't I used skip. to be able to chant five minute rounds when I was younger, but I can't that do That might
4: them. be too fast. I was yeah. chanting five and three minute rounds, but I was then I found out I was skipping. I was in uh, uh-huh. Indra, Indra's book. Is, is he known?
0: Yeah, Indra, yeah,
4: yeah. He spells it out. Shning-a-ram-ram, shnick, shning-a-ram-ram. Don't chant like that. That's uh-huh.
0: not Krishna's names. But I had better breath back then, so I could chant faster, you know. Well, I chant, well,
4: I, I just it was telling, I had a uh, Zoom with a, a Spanish translator last uh, month um, uh, from Lima, Peru, and then I went all over South America and I explained, I chant one third voice, one third mouth and tongue, and one third mind. So you have to be thinking about it, otherwise you'll catch yourself cheating. Sure. Especially the Krishna, Krishna. Well, Hare Krishna, 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 Krishna Hare, Hare.
0: It's uh-huh. easy
4: to skip. For me, it was easy to skip over them. And i go, oh, I finished in a round in five minutes. No, it takes me 7.2 minutes minimum. Okay.
5: See?
4: Because it's I, numerical. I found... But I I'm f- retired. I don't have anything else to do. Uh-huh. See? But it is the numerical power. So you don't have to, you know... Some people were even looking in a mirror and making sure their mouth was, was uh, <laughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. <laughs> well, you're not going to do 16 rounds. Uh, at that rate, it'll take you all day. But it takes me all day. I, I started seven in the morning and I finished at uh, like four, five, six o'clock. But I don't want to finish like at, at 11.30 when I first started doing 64 is up till 11th uh, uh, and that you don't want to look back at your beads and go oh no right what right you're right. telling krishna you know i got a question
6: i don't know what is the greatest realization that you've had uh, about krishna's holy name by chanting 64 rounds
4: that that i could even chant 16 rounds because we, everybody we started chanting these words and we couldn't stop well, Kirtananda brought some of his family members, a, a brother or a, a cousin, to Prabhupada. And he was very Christian. And he, and he said to Prabhupada, oh, I can chant Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. And Prabhupada said, no, you will stop. Yeah. Try anything. You won't go on. It's, it's a mundane thing that will become uh, detrimental. But And George Harrison's famous for saying, I started chanting Hare Krishna and I never stopped.
0: What's the difference between the spiritual vibration and the material vibration in terms of, you know, it seems like the spiritual vibration is dynamic, whereas the material vibration is more static. You Very just good. get sick of it, you know?
4: Namachinthamini Krishna's Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha Purna Shuddha Nitya Mukta nama Namanamino. The name is non different than Krishna Himself. This deity of our age is the name. So it's a nice thing. <coughs> to say Nam Prabhu. The name is not a something, it's a somebody. Especially in this age, that's the method. So it is full, it is liberated, it is uh, Pūrna, Nitya, it is eternal. Shuddha, it's pure, it's uncontaminated. Namachintaman, it's is, it is made out of the spiritual substance of the, everything in the spiritual sky, the dust. Of Vrindavan, is not dust. It's made out. Of, it's, it's made out of consciousness. So the here we have eight elements: Umi, we have Earth, Water, Fire, Air, Ether, combined with the spirit. That's incompatible. Incompatible.
0: When you say eight elements, yeah, you're talking about the subtle elements as well. As well. <laughs> okay.
4: So, uh, but they're material. Okay. So. And then we're we're non-materials stuck in the we're wearing this material nature. Vasangsi atavi ataviya second chapter said we're wearing it like clothing. Ugh. One time I was at Goodwill here, I was passing by the uh, dressing room, and somebody inside was probably trying on something that didn't fit. And I could hear from inside the guy said, "Gee, I wish I didn't have this body." <laughs> you 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 got that right. <laughs> so the spirit wants to uh associate with spirit. Here we're two different in the spirit from Vaikuntha from Brahma Jyoti up every or from Viraja is a watery spirit then there's brilliant spirit Brahma Jyoti Vaikuntha Goloka there's only one element there consciousness. Jintamani, consciousness. Everything is, but it is full of forms and var- variegatedness and rasa. Rasa Vigraha.
0: Did you take a vow to chant 64 or you just do it?
4: I, I started 32 and then I said, what the, oh, someone came back from, <laughs> from uh, uh, India and I, uh, they had jet lag. It was late at night, but they had jet lag so they couldn't sleep. I said, so what did you hear from the Vaishnavas in India? And I said, well, Sixty-four rounds is the bottom line. If you're not doing sixty-four rounds, well, I have the opportunity now to do it. I'm not uh-huh. working, and uh, but you do chant fast. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram Just as fast as you would talk any kind of words, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. You
0: <laughs> chant right. that fast. So
4: just chant <laughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Well, I, I just fast. find that and if
0: if if I set if i chant more rounds than i can handle mm-hmm. then i find myself just trying to get it done instead of instead of being conscious of the holy name you know
4: i don't understand you're doing the holy name it's,
0: right but sometimes i'm not i'm my mind is thinking i'm trying to get Bac, this yeah, certain yeah. amount done and i'm not being there Bac, hearing the name you Bac,
4: know Bac- says in this hadinam chintamani book where he has Teaching of Hari Das Thakur to Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya asks Hari Das Thakur to teach him how to chant. And uh, there are offenses and inattentiveness. The remedy for inattentive chanting is to attend festivals. That's why we went to that festival yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday already? Yeah, yeah it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> that was great, by the way. Yeah. Oh and it's he's my grand a, my granddaughter's Surup, grain Surup was grain uh, ceremony and he's an expert and uh, uh-huh. did you see how neat yeah was, I the, was the very fire impressed sacrifice can be really messy the uh-huh. grains in, in your like hair he one, makes everything so Yeah, yeah. And, uh, every mantra that was he, great did exquisite it's just exquisite ex- it was great how your granddaughter just made a beeline for that Bhagavad Gita Yes. When
6: Steve shook the coins, didn't detract her. At all. She, didn't for that money.
4: she had no interest. Who took in the, the coins then? Uh, they were gone.
0: They were gone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, though, if there were some $100 bills on that pile, of might went well, for that
4: some, What if you put some colorful uh, credit cards?
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> that right. Might, uh, I was thinking because the Gita is very colorful, yeah. you know. Yeah.
6: But, I have a
0: question for you. Okay.
6: Mm-hmm. Sheila Prabhupada must have mentioned this. Putting, the Bhagavad, or putting a spiritual book like the Bhagavatam or the Gita on one side and coins on the other. Is this how it developed in ISKCON?
4: It's an ancient custom. But did Srila Prabhupada
6: modify it or,
4: I, I or just know introduce it? It, it was for householders with with children. So I, I was brahmachari and sannyasi, so, so I didn't know those festivals or those functions. But that's one of the right of the... Uh, Naming ceremony, then the grain ceremony, then.
6: I, I guess I should ask Krishna Saru, because one devotee, or I think your son was saying, well, what about other things? Why it's arbitrary, a Bhagavad Gita or a Bhagavatam in coins. Why, why not, put? maybe you could put cartels or some musical instrument and...
4: It's always that, to see if someone is gonna be a mundane. Now, some parents might think, oh, good, he's going for the money. <laughs> Oh no! He's going for the script. He's going to be a pundit in in India for centuries. Sometimes a Brahmin will say, "If you can't get good work, be a priest. You know, just do uh, temple functions. Uh, it's a living." <laughs> right, <you know>? right. <laughs> uh, that's terrible. You know, it's terrible.
0: Of course, a Vaishnava could go for the money and then use that in Krishna service. Become.
4: Yeah, they've yeah. gotten away with uh, all kinds of mischief with that line.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, there are, there's certainly... I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm,
4: I'm, I'm, I'm bank robber for Krishna. <laughs> I'm, I'm stealing your car for Krishna.
6: You know, it's funny because...
4: I'm nailed on the cross for Krishna, for, for sense gratification. <laughs> the path to, there's a saying, the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Good intentions, but uh, so we misuse. May, see. You know,
6: we may think we're doing something, we have a good intention, but then... Our mind, you know, drags us away. So the
4: greatest verse, which Bhaktisiddhanta spoke on for, I heard, two months every night. Bhaktisiddhanta was attending on his way to the stage and he overheard someone say, this Bhagavatam is all just stories for old widows. And Bhaktisiddhanta overheard him say that. He spoke on the second verse for two months, for two hours a night. Dharma projita Kaitabatra. That much there. This is not in any other scripture. Giving up all, just like Dharma Parijaja, Bhagavatam begins where that ends, giving up all kinds of religious activities that are materially motivated, including liberation, which is the freedom from the material sufferings. I'll go on with the material sufferings if I can be of service to God. So this cheating, oh, and everyone, especially someone who converts, tries to bring this new adopted religion down to where he was. See, so that we have to observe constantly. They're going to make it like this. The other greatest thing, which is not, I don't think in any other religion, you know, God didn't give Moses the 10 suggestions. <laughs> hey, he's a commandment. So, so, but what does Krishna tell Arjuna? So now you've heard what I've said, deliberate over it and do as you wish. No, nothing is forced. Because that's not bhakti. If I command you, and what? How could, uh, What would be the punishment? Some physical punishment? Poverty, sickness, disease, death, pain. That's all body. Well, I'm talking above these things. And I think Jesus also was telling that. This is discussed in Nicodemus, talking. Nicodemus, Jesus, from from Nicodemus's answer, you can tell that Jesus was talking about reincarnation. And transmigration of the soul because Nicodemus says, Is it possible for a man to re enter his own mother's womb? And Jesus, I'm talking about spiritual things. How can you? Uh, you can't even understand these material things. How will I tell you about the kingdom of my father? So
6: that's because Jesus was just before Jesus had said, Unless a man be born again, he mm, can cannot. Be kingdom of God. And that
4: was Nicodemus's. Yeah, if he's not spiritually born, then he will be reincarnated. He will enter by water. He will enter into the water of the mother's womb. Garba, Garba, Garba is a a place of water.
0: Thank you so much for coming, Prabhu.
4: I want to also inspire some people to do some musical uh, things proper. I have some ideas. I brought my horn, but I, I'll play some things next time.
0: You don't have time to play a little horn. No. No.
4: All right. All right. <laughs> there are some beautiful themes that yeah, I, I think well, should... I,
6: have, I, want this time, actually.
4: I There's some beautiful themes. And I, I did this. I was playing jazz harmonica in New York uh-huh. at Cleopatra's Needle on 92nd Street and Broadway. Wow. And I did studio <laughs> sessions for people that wanted harmonica in their blues songs. But on my, my card... It would say, not just blues. Now I also, because every jazz piano, bass player, uh, they learn their instrument with the classics. So they all know Bach and and, uh, exercises and Bach. So I would introduce this uh, melody like this. So I'm on stage with piano, bass, and drums. I say, this blues, if I might use that anachronism, was written in Germany about 350 years ago because it contains the blue notes. Blue notes are the flatted fifth, flatted seventh, flatted third, and that's, and uh, people didn't know what I was really talking about, but it would, and you'll know this if uh, people listening will know. Whoops. Goes on like that, and I don't have it anymore. But I handed the uh, sheet music to the uh, bass player, uh-huh. and he handed it back, and there were blotches on it. He was crying, because he's he's bending over from his bass, and I told him to use the bow, not to pluck. So he's bending mm-hmm. over, looking at the sheet, and he was because this.
0: Sounds was, it so sounds that's heavenly.
4: That's that's Sebastian Bach.
5: Uh-huh.
4: Papa, uh huh. up called Air. In G, I won't say the full turn because it's anachronistic. Another one was by Ravel that I was played, which is very jazzy. It changes key. It's. it's, goes on, changes key like that. Full orchestra, but very, 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 but it's, it's complex. It doesn't sound complex. And I just know that these are eternal feeling because this music has lasted for 300 years. Sure. And people never get tired of it. Sounds like something else, another sound I've heard of. So I want, I, I think, I told this to Bhakti Margaswami, who does pr- pr- uh, productions. Uh-huh. I said, I want you to, you've been doing children's productions i want you to do something serious and i think these tunes can can do it <laughs> Another one from from the the olden times. That's actually modern. Who is that? That's uh, someone named Foray. He's what? a F- French modern, around 19th turn of the century. Sounds like that. It's beautiful. Of Emmanuel. Everybody plays this now on every instrument. Yo-Yo Ma plays it on the cello. And whoever is the Paganini of today will play this with full orchestra or with a banjo. They'll play these, these tunes in so many varieties. So because it's like that, and maybe even vocally. No. so revealed uh, thing so these melodies i want them to inspire the scenes of krishna leela uh
5: huh okay.
4: these are pretty Listeners in a sad mood here. these are in kind of a sad mood but they can uh, <laughs> they represent separation or the irish fiddle tune.
3: So <laughs> <laughs>
0: That reminds me a little of Jethro Tull
4: there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ian Anderson, but uh, it's, it's, it's...
4: Well, you said, Jethro, uh, uh, what's uh, well, his real name? Ian Anderson. He, he said, I took up the flute because it was the only thing in the music store <laughs> when I went in.
0: How did you learn to play the flute?
4: I started, I started with the recorder, which is what I'm playing now. Okay. And I was told that that's a toy instrument and go to the real flute. Big mistake. These recorders are just awesome instruments. Uh-huh. Um, and they're fully chromatic. and they've, they've, I'm playing poorly on them here, but uh, this is a, a Renaissance model. But I, I play the Baroque, and um, they come in uh, well, I, the sopranino, a little piccolo type. Then uh, the one they teach in schools is called descanto, the soprano. And this is an alto, and then there's a tenor, and then there are big bass ones also that sound like organ, wow. pipe organs. Wow. Mm. And they can play yeah. almost everything, and many styles. Mm.
0: <laughs> Well, thank you so much to shoot another Prabhu. Oh, okay. This is encore.
4: Colonious <laughs> monk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
4: You're listening to the Gargsville Podcast. With your host, Gargs Allard.
0: Hello, this is Gargs Allard, host of Power Pop Portal, the Gainesville Grooves, and the Gargsville Radio Hour. I'm here to tell you you can become just like me with my brand new 777 diet program, as seen on infomercials everywhere. I developed the 777 diet program to make my life simpler, and yours can become simpler too. I will personally show you how to gain seven pounds in seven days on only $7 a day. That's seven pounds in seven days for only $7 a day. You must not be averse, however, to a diet consisting primarily of pizza and ice cream. That's the 777 program available at Walmart, Walgreens, and across the street at CVS. Tell them Garg's Salad sent you
1: yashomati nandana brajavarana Gokula ranjana kahano yashomati nandana brajavarana Gokula ranjana
3: kahano
1: gopi parana dana madana mandohara
3: Adana manaara,
1: Gopi pada na dana, Adana manoara, Gopi
3: karanada
1: na, Adana manaara, Kali adama vidhana, Kali adama vidhana, Kali adama Kali adama vidhana. Amala Hadina, Mami of Vilasha. Amala Hadina, Mami of Vilasha. Amala Hadina, Vipina Purandara, Navila Nagara. Vipina Purandara, navina Nagara. Vipinapurandara, Navinagarabala, Navinanagara, Navinagarabala, Bang Shiva Da, Na Shubasha, Bang Shiva Da, Na Shubasha, Prajajana palam nasura kula nasana. Prajajana palam nasura kula nasana. Prajajana palam nasura kula nasana.
3: Prajajana
1: Nanda gudhana rakawala. Nanda gudhana Govinda madhava nabamita dashkara. Govinda madhava nabamita dashkara. Govinda madhava nabamita dashkara. Govinda madhava Sundara dashkara. Sundarananda tat charan govi vasan Yamuna jamuna tat charan govi Yamuna har jamuna tat charan govi vasan har jamuna tat charan ka kripa maya kripa maya Shri Radha Vallabha, and she Shri Abba, not Tabar, she Akati, ya shoma tinandana braj bavana yadaya shoma tinandana braj bavana yadaya shoma gokula gokula madana manahara gobinda madhava navanit tas kada gobinda madhava navanit tas Sri shri radha vallabha vrindavan natabada shri radha vallabha vrindavan natabada jay ho
0: So, we just heard Jashumati Nandana from Achutananda's 1970 album, India. And I'd like to thank him for gracing us with his presence for this, the sixth episode of the Gargsville podcast. I'd also like to thank my old friend, Roy Krishna, who came along with Achutananda and for appearing on the show as well. Answer me this How come most of the time that I talk on the phone to someone, And we suddenly get cut off for whatever reason. And then when we reconnect, they say, what happened? As if something obviously went wrong on my end. So I usually say, what do you mean what happened? How do you know it wasn't caused by your phone? Now, I don't know about you, but when a person poses a question like, best such and such, and then says, go. My reaction is to stop. Best door song of all time, go. What am I, an obedient hound of some kind that just wants to do tricks for you? Actually, that didn't exactly sound right. Anyway, I just want to let you guys know out there that this show is made of only 2% recycled thoughts and about 90% organic originality. And get this, it's also gluten-free. I was talking to old Uncle Hound the other day.
1: Well, I woke up one morning, and a white dog was sitting by my bed, looking at me. I knew that white dog could be me, perhaps my subtle body, that would lead to my next physical body as a D. Then I grabbed my beads, canned a few rounds, went Back to sleep. The white dog left me alone for the rest of the day.
0: Oh, that's good news, old Uncle Hound. Oh, yeah. In vegetarian fast food news, McDonald's is now testing a plant-based line called the McPlant. So perhaps if I'm on the road in the future, in the middle of Nowheresville, and I have to get off the highway, perhaps I can try something out in the McDonald's besides my regular activity there of using their bathroom. Also, apparently, Pizza Hut will be putting out pizza with Beyond Beef on it. So I applaud both companies for giving us some vegetarian options. I haven't been on the top of my game lately, I will tell you that. Haven't been exactly hitting it in all cylinders as of late either. But hey, At least I can look back at the end of a day and notice that I got some shit done. So I'm trying to be a little kinder to myself lately, and I hope myself appreciates it. Sometimes I even try to cultivate a little humility. It only lasts for a few seconds. But hey, it's pretty good while it lasts. How many times did you clean the erasers for your teacher's? When you were in elementary and grade school, did you like to do it? I was just thinking about that when I was watching the series, Netflix series, The Queen's Gambit. I highly recommend it. Well, I have to sadly say goodbye to Tommy Heinsohn. He is with the Celtics family for 63 years, starting in 1957 as a Hall of Fame basketball player later as a two-time championship head coach in the 70s, and that's when I remember him as a boy. He was always yelling at the referees and seemed hot-headed, and my father got a kick out of him. But he was actually a a very big-hearted guy, and he was a boisterous guy, and he was very opinionated, and he was actually very well-read. He started doing radio broadcasts for the Celtics in 1966 for three years, And then after he coached, he went back to broadcasting. He coached in the 70s. The Celtics won championships in 74 and 76. And then I remember him not only as a national color commentator for CBS basketball, starting in the late 70s with Mr. Dick Stockton, he also became the voice of the Boston Celtics along with Mike Gorman. They started sometime in the early 80s, and they went up all the way through this last season. And I'm assuming that Mike Gorman will continue on doing that. Um, But it's really sad to see him go. And I hope I get a Tommy point for at least mentioning him. So I want to tell you about something. It's called Mother Maria's Unbeatable Cheese Bread. Full disclosure, Maria Lima is my mother-in-law, and she has frozen cheese bed, bread available for every day, any day of the week, uh, and it comes in very good and handy on ecotuses. Anyway, the price is 10 pieces for 5 bucks. If you live in Gainesville, Florida, you can pick it up at my house. If you live in Alachua, it will be available at the home of Bumidasi. So for more information in Gainesville, you can call or text me, Garg Zallard, at 352-219-4837. And in Alachua, you can text Brunchabumi at 352-328-7494. And in case you've never tried cheese bread before, I'm telling you, it will taste so delicious that you might question what you have been doing all your life up until now. Seriously especially if you're any kind of a foodie. There's really only so many chances in this lifetime to get cheese bread. Just think about all the days left and how many meals you'll have per day. You can put it on a calculator. You'll see it's it's finite. It's finite. It is limited. So act now before it's too late. And why wait for a connoisseur when cheese bread is great? Any time of day, any time of the lunar cycle. And we take our cheese bread seriously, so only people who like to eat need inquire. Don't waste my time coming over here if you're one of these fake eaters. Or social eaters or whatever. If you like to eat, give us a call. I've heard pray tell that this new vaccine is going to get into our DNA in deplete our testosterone, thus making us a more docile and compliant population. For all you men out there, you know what this means, don't you? Yes, the shrinkage of your penis. Just kidding. The whole thing was a joke. Before we go, I like to share with you a poem I wrote. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I have these words jumbling around in my head. And so I write them down and then I call them poems. This is called Hard to Stay Young, Harder Not to Die. I've got nothing very good to say for myself. I'm fading into the background with everyone and everyone else. And someday soon, I know I'll be completely forgotten. Trying to make my mark in a world full of things going rotten. Anyway, no one's memory is that good. And when we think of tomorrow, we tend to just knock on wood. Remember, those active friends and heroes who all came before us? Now they're dropping like flies. It's not that they just want to ignore us. They're not ghosting us like the new generations. The trees, hills, and sky last a little bit longer, and the sun and the moon seem to keep shining strong, but my grandparents are long gone. I don't even remember them, or barely, as are my mom and dad. The world keeps spinning on from what it once had. Even my favorite restaurants go away with a clock. Does that make a bad year? Why don't you ask Michael Scott? Pandemics come and go every 50 years or so, but every season without fail, I find a new way to stub my big ego. The best you can accomplish is to have a little echo. But this, but before this world tears you from it, you have to learn to let it all go. Well, I'll be, I'll feel all right for a few minutes, a few moments every day. Then the night will come and steal it all away. But then I'll awake and ask, what's on TV today? Well, I hope listening to this poem didn't make you want to turn on the TV before this podcast was over. But if you, if it did, then let me know. <laughs> Thanks for listening, all you beautiful people out there. See you next time. Hari Krishna. Hi,
1: folks. It's the old dog whisperer himself. Old Uncle Hound here to tell you about a brand new product of mine called Old Uncle Hound's Vegan Dog Treats. It's just like the treats our dog's
6: ancestors used to eat here in North Central Florida in the 70s.
1: Only they're vegan, and they taste good for both dogs and humans, especially old hippies. Mm
6: -hmm. Just munching on one right now. Tastes good like a vegan dog treat should. But don't eat a full bag of them or your dog might get angry at you and scratch some Lyme disease ticks all over your body. Old Uncle Hound's vegan dog treats are now available in fine pet stores
4: everywhere. It's time for all of us to once again float off into different frequencies. The night dreams and the day dreams. Until the next time we meet again in Gargsville.